Welcome. You're listening to Pacific Bible Church Podcast, hosted by Pastor Vern Frank. All right, so we are in a series titled Living by Faith. Now, if you know me, one of my favorite subjects that I could possibly teach on is this. And uh, this revolutionized my walk with Christ. This is, I mean, this is power. There is so much power in this. If you receive it, as Jesus said, you got to be, have a soft heart. You got to receive the word of God. If you receive the word of God, this will change your life. This will revolutionize your Christian walk. So what we're doing in this series is we are getting into specifics of operating in faith, right? We talked, we had the series uh, two before this one, we talked about authentic faith. What is an authentic Christian? What is a real, what, what, what kind of fruit are we going to see from an authentic believer? And we talked about that for weeks, right? But this is much different than that. This is specifics of operating in faith because faith is a real spiritual force, right? We've been talking about that. We'll get back into that. But we should be very, very interested in the subject of faith. Amen? Jesus said, according to your faith, be it unto you. If we don't consider that important, we got a problem. Hello? Hello? A lot, of, a, lot of, a, lot of, a lot of people don't consider that very important. You better consider that very important. According to your faith, be it unto you. Wow. Jesus said, it shall be done for you as you have believed. Right? I mean, this is, this is reality. This is real word of God. Amen? This is not a nice little message when we start, talk, when we start talking like this. Right? This is power. And God gave us power through Jesus, through the, through the authority given to Jesus, right? He gave us authority, and this is part of our authority. He said, it shall be done for you as you have believed. Matthew 8, 13. The Bible says, without faith, it is impossible to please God. And we're going to be talking a lot about that today. Of course, that's Hebrews eleven six, 6. And of course, Ephesians six sixteen says, above all, taking the shield of faith. Above all? Yet, most Christians could tell you very little about faith. Hello? But we, we, we should, above all, taking the shield of faith, what does it say after that? Which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. <laughs> An answer <laughs> for millions of people, yet they throw it in the garbage can. Millions of answers for people right there. Above all, taking the shield of faith, which is able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. And yet we go, isn't that a nice little, isn't that a cute little verse? Isn't that just a cute little verse? It's such a cute little verse. We should be like, oh my, all the fire darts of the wicked one. The shield of faith, all, God, what did you do for us? <laughs> and then we should know how to operate in faith, amen? Yeah, amen? We better know, we better know how. And of course, we could go through verses for hours and hours about faith. And the subject of faith is found from beginning to end in the Bible. The B-I-B-L-E, that's the book for me. Basic instructions before leaving earth. Come on. 
uh, from beginning to end, we can talk about faith. So I really don't understand so often why, why many Bible teachers, preachers, whatever, pastors don't teach about faith. And they rob the people of blessing. There's many lukewarm messages given that won't offer you anything. To, to actually act upon. But I'll tell you what, if you're listening today, you can walk out of here woo, with some revelation from heaven Amen. that you can act upon and see results, see real results in the natural realm. Glory. Now, some people even make fun of faith teaching. Well, I say, well, that's like making fun of Abraham, the father of faith. He's the father of faith. He believed God and it was credited to him for righteousness. righteousness. Oh my, we're going somewhere, are we? Christians are called to constantly have faith in God. Right? What is our, what is our main text? Romans 1.17. For in it, the, in it, the gospel, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. Faith to faith. Come on. Faith is going all the time. Amen. From a believer. As it is written, the just shall live by faith. Live. <laughs> we better understand faith. God commands us to live by faith. We better understand it. Amen. As we've been saying, faith is a real spiritual force that we can operate in. It's real. It's like love is real. We love to hear about love and we should teach about love. We should operate in love. Amen. Romans 5, 5. The love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. So the love of God is in us. So we, we better operate it and let it out of us. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but faith is in us too. We're getting there. We're getting there. Come on. We can't see faith, but it's very, very, very real. Now, Hebrews 11.1 1 shows us what faith can do. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. You can't see faith, but I'll tell you what, it'll bring substance into your life. It'll bring substance into the natural realm. And the great thing, like I've been saying, Anybody on this planet, anybody on this earth can, can have faith and operate in faith. Anybody can get real, tangible answers through faith. Not wishy-washy answers. Well, I'm just a wishing and a hoping God shows up. I'm just a wishing and a hoping. That's not faith. That's wishing and a hoping. That's luck, that's worldly, that's gross, that's sick, that's demonic. No, real faith says, I believe God. As it was told me. As it was told me. <laughs> that's what Abraham did. That's all he did. God told him, you're going to be the father of many nations. He's 100, he has no kids. I believe God. Yeah. Amen? Amen? And what happened? That's what happened. He got, he got the answer, didn't he? Yeah. And, and when we're operating with real faith, when, when real faith is an operation, 
we will get the answer. That's what happened, you know, that's why, that's why when Jesus, Jesus came to the, or in Israel, Jesus in Israel, right? The people who know the word of God have no faith. (laughs) They know, they know, they know the Old Testament, right? But then the centurion, the Roman rocks up and says, well, speak the word, Jesus, my servant will be healed. And what did Jesus say? I haven't seen such great faith in all of Israel. Hello? You see, he understood how it worked. Yet he was not in, in, in the spiritual realm, right? He just understood Jesus. Come on. Jesus. Woo! He can, he can speak and it'll happen. Oh, yeah. Amen. And so he just said, Jesus, speak. It'll happen. He's a, and that was faith. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And what happened? He got the answer. Because yeah. he had real faith in operation. He didn't come to Jesus and say, you know, I, I, I know you've healed a lot of people. I was just kind of hoping you could kind of come and maybe, you know, maybe say some kind of prayer over my servant who's dying. You know, maybe, 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 maybe you could, maybe you could raise him up or, you know, I don't know. I've seen, I've, I've seen, I've seen some miracles, Jesus. I've said, I saw you do some miracles. I, I just wish you would come and kind of, you know, do something maybe there. You hear all that doubt in that? Complete doubt everywhere in that? That's what a lot of Christians do all the time. Complete doubt, full of doubt, 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 doubt. No, he understood it. And he understood, he, 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 wasn't, he, wasn't, he wasn't playing games with Jesus. He went to Jesus and said, if you speak the word, my servant will be healed. Just speak the word. Now, Jesus did, right? But what if, if he had said no, he, he wouldn't have gotten the answer. But the centurion had faith that if Jesus spoke the word, it would happen. Yeah. Oh, glory. Come on. Real faith will get the answer. Amen? We go, we go to Mark 9, 23, right? Mark 9, 23. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. believes. Not some things. Come on, all things are possible. He didn't say a few things. He said all things. There's nothing that's impossible. Come on, when we operate with real faith. Glory. Nothing is impossible. <laughs> Mary, sing that song. We haven't done, you could do that one. That's a good one. I like that one. That's a good one. Yeah, she's thinking about it now. Nothing is impossible through you. I can do anything. I can do all things because it's you who gives me strength. Nothing is impossible. Come on. When we sing that, we should be going, yeah, that's right. That's right. Why? Because we know the word. And we know Jesus said, if we believe all things are possible. Glory. Woo. Come on, 2 Thessalonians 1, 3. We're, 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 we're making headway fast, right? We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting, because your faith grows exceedingly. And the love of every one of you abounds toward each other. That was a good place for an amen there, too. The real church should be full of faith growing and love abounding. Yeah, amen. 
Come on. Real faith in operation, real love abounding toward one another. Come on now. That's reality, amen? That's what the real church should be full of. So a lot of times, like I said, people love to talk about love. And that's wonderful. The love of God abounding. Come on. We've had many people in here say, I love this church. There's so much love in this church. I love it in this church. That's awesome. That people sense the love of God. They come in the door and they say, Woo, I like this place. I sense the love of God here. Praise God. But also we should sense the faith of God here. Right? People that actually believe. Not play church. Come on now. Actually believe God. As I say often, it's very rare to find someone actually living by faith. It's very rare to find someone actually living by faith. It's very rare. But we're supposed to, we're supposed to be doing it, amen? And our faith is supposed to be growing. We've been given faith, but we got to grow in it, right? Romans 12, 3, we won't go over there, but remember he said, you've been given a measure of faith. Everybody's been given a measure of faith. You, you got faith. He said, I just wish I had faith. You got faith. Now you can grow in it, amen? What's one way? What's what we just talked about? It was it last week. Faith comes by hearing. I think it was last week. Hearing the word. No, it was two weeks ago, I think. Now, right? <laughs> hearing, right? How are you, you going to grow in faith? You hear the word. Amen. And not only hear it, you hear it in here. It goes in here. Remember, Jesus said, if you have ears to hear, hear. But why? Because a lot of people had ears on their head, but they weren't hearing nothing. They were there to get some food. Jesus, Jesus fed 5,000 yesterday. Let's go down to Jesus' meeting. Let's get some free food. <laughs> Come on now. You got to hear it, amen? So we got faith. We got it. We got faith. Now, if God didn't give us faith, we wouldn't be able to believe him. That's a gift of God. It's a gift of God. Come on. God wouldn't be just if he didn't put faith in us. Right? We wouldn't be able to get saved without faith. How do you get saved? You got, you got some faith to use, don't you? You hear the real gospel message. You hear that Jesus is Lord. You hear that you got to believe in your heart. He's alive and confess him as Lord. And you believe it and you confess him and you are saved. Because you had faith and you used your faith that was in you. You know how many people live on this earth and never use their faith? Millions. Never use the faith God put in them. Come on now. If we don't use our faith, we're not going to grow up in faith, right? (laughs) It's just like our muscles, right? You you know, you you muscle people. Griffin likes to lift weights. He's a muscle person. Muscle person. He's always cutting because he's Griffin cutting. Ah. He talks about, I'm cutting. I'm like, yeah, you're Griffin cutting. That's right. He's cutting. Christian cuts all the time for wrestling, right? He's got to cut weight. Got to cut some weight. I'm cutting a little weight. You notice? You notice? Lost five pounds in one week just by eating healthy. You're putting aside the sugar, saying that ah, I had to tell Don, no, oh man, that was tough to do. 
No, no cookie. <laughs> Come on now. Now, of course, our muscles, right? You don't use your muscles. What's it? Atrophy, right? Atrophy. You go backwards, right? And if you've been in a cast, you know what I'm talking about. Who's been in a cast? And you take off the cast, and you're like, where's my arm? Where'd my arm go? I had, I had a broken wrist twice. I, I broke one riding a scooter that I, I was trying to put on gloves while I'm riding a, riding, driving a scooter. And I crashed, went across the road, fell in the ditch, and the only thing that was hurt really was this right here. Thank God. I think the angels were watching over me because I was on a road and I flew across the road into the ditch over here. And I picked up the scooter and I'm like, no car hit me. I'm still alive. The scooter is bent. That's bent, that's bent, that's broken, that's bent, that's bent. Mm, not good. I get on the scooter, I drive to basketball practice. I get there, I'm starting to basketball practice. I'll tell you my story. And I go, coach, my wrist really hurts. He's like, what happened? Well, I crashed the scooter. <laughs> oh, you might want to call your dad about that. So I did. We went to the doctor and of course said, it's broken. You got a broken wrist. X-ray, you know. And then roller skating, I saved my friend's life. I like that, that story. I don't think I've ever told these stories. These are brand new stories for you. I tell a lot of stories, but these are brand new ones. So we're roller skating in Vancouver at the roller skater rink, which is now gone. It was a bank. I don't know what it is now. I don't know if it's a bank. I don't know what it is. It was there for years, right? We all went roller skating there. And, uh, and so we're roller skating and we have fast skate going, right? And my friend falls right in front of me. Fast skate, right? He falls and I go, my, you know, quick decision, either hit him or jump. I come down, boom. Broken wrist, again. No, that, that was the first one. That was the first time. That was the first time. That was the first time. Yeah, I saved his life, yeah. yeah. That's what I tell him still. I tell him I saved your life, but I saved your life, man. Now, I got off on that because I was talking about when a cast is on my arm, it comes out, when it comes, the cast comes off, it's like, I, I lost my arm, where'd my wrist go? Atrophy, I haven't used it, right? If we don't use our faith muscles, we don't grow in it. We don't grow in faith because we can grow in faith. Come on, you, you can grow up, we can all grow in faith. We can believe God and see answers and go, Woo! Come on now. I can tell you a lot of stories, right? About believing God and seeing answers. We could talk about our house here. We could talk about the house in Long Beach. We could talk about all kinds of things that we believed God. We saw the answer. We could talk about coming here. The only reason we're here today is because we heard from God. We believed God. We believed what he said and we're here. That's a long process. But it all came because we believed and we were operating in faith. We were exercising our faith just as we exercise our muscles and our muscles were getting bigger and stronger. Come on. And so when we exercise our faith muscles, we get bigger and stronger. And then when the problem comes, we go, <laughs> that's such a tiny little problem now. It used to be a big problem for me, now it's tiny. Come on now. When Smith Wigglesworth saw uh, the devil show up in his house. Hello. 
The devil, the devil came to visit him personally because Smith was actually doing something in the kingdom, amen? He was raising people from the dead. He was seeing limbs grow out. He was seeing deaf people healed. He was seeing blind healed. And the devil came to visit him in the house and sat down in the easy chair. <laughs> and Smith said, I came downstairs because I heard a noise. I was, in bed. I was in my bed sleeping and I heard a noise. I came downstairs and the devil himself was sitting in my chair. And he said, oh, I, I, I see it's just you. I'll, I'll go back to bed now. Come on, because he had faith and his faith muscles were not worried about the devil. Right? Most people look at the devil and say, Hoo -hoo! why? Because their faith muscles aren't strong. Come on. When you got strong faith muscles, you go, <laughs> just as David went to Goliath. Come on. I'll take you out. Ooh, your head is coming off. I'll feed the carcasses of the Philistines to the birds of the air today. Ooh, this is going to be a fun day. That was faith. That's faith. Come on. He did exactly what he said. We talked about that, right? Remember? He did exactly what he said by faith. We got to speak by faith and do it. Amen? You speak out what God, he, he knew God, amen? David knew God. He knew how God, he had killed the lion and the bear and Goliath was nothing for him because he had built up his faith muscles. What if he wasn't killing the lion and the bear? He doesn't have no faith muscles. Come on, what if he's not talking to his God? He doesn't have no faith muscles. What if he's not, not out there doing the work of God? He doesn't have no faith muscles. The same goes for us. We gotta have faith muscles because we're doing the works of God. We've built up our faith muscles. Glory. Come on. If we don't exercise our faith, we're going backwards. That's not good. That's not good. Right? That's not being a good steward. Remember the, remember the story of the man who hid his, hid his talents in the ground? And the master came back and said, where's my, where's my talents? That was money, right? And he says, here, 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 let me dig it up for you. Here, here's your, here's your one talent, master. And he says, he didn't even put it in the bank to collect interest. He just buried it in the ground. Toss this worthless servant outside where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth and give what he have to those guys who did something. Give what he had to the guys who did something. Remember the other guys who did something? Yeah. And they said, I've turned the five into 10. <laughs> I did something. You better use your faith. You better do something with what's on the inside of you. Produce something for God. Yeah. Produce something. Produce some fruit. Produce some disciples. I, I man, woo. Christians, Christians, we need to make disciples for Jesus. Come on. Oh, that's the pastor's job. <laughs> Why don't you make a disciple? Amen. Come on, come along, come along some, aside somebody and say, hey, hey, you know, you're new in the faith. I want to help you. I want to help you. Now, you better be mature to do it. Amen. Don't lead them down a bad road. Amen. <laughs> lead them down the right road. But disciple someone. Make some disciples of Jesus. Hallelujah. Why? Because you want to produce something. You want to produce something, produce some things for Jesus, get some fruit. Amen. Produce some good fruit for Jesus. Woo, woo. Come on. I always think about the fig tree. We're going to get back into that. But when he cursed the fig tree, you now this is one take I take from that. He cursed the fig tree because it had no fruit on it. 
Did you hear me? I believe Jesus was teaching us something there too. We're going to go back there. <laughs> we better have some fruit. Amen. Faith is a gift of God. We have faith on the inside. If you didn't know you had it until today, now you know. You got faith on the inside of you. You got to use it. Or to use it. Amen. Produce fruit for God. I like to use my faith all the time. <laughs> Amen. Come on. You talk, you talk like, you talk like this and so many churchgoers go, what are you, what are you talking about? What, what, are you, what are you even talking about? Uh, I'm talking about Bible. I'm living by faith. Come on, use your faith in the morning. Do you, do you believe God as you exit your, start your day? Do you believe God for protection? Come on, do you start your day with some confessions of faith in God? Father, I know that your word says. The angels of God are encamped around about me. They bear me up in their hands as I dash my foot against the stone. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. No evil shall befall me. No plagues shall come nigh my dwelling. With long life, you will satisfy me and show me your salvation. Jesus, you said nothing shall by any means hurt me. Father, you said you forgive all my iniquities. You heal all my diseases. You redeem my life from destruction. You crown me with loving kindness and tender mercies. You satisfy my mouth with good things so my youth is renewed like the eagles. Come on now. That's starting your day with faith. And then you don't stop. You don't stop faith. Afternoon is faith. Night is faith. Whatever you're doing is faith. I, I, tell, I tell these stories and people look at you like a cow at a new gate. I, I pray over my mail. People are like, you pray? Yeah, I pray over my mail that it gets there quickly, efficiently, and properly, and is applied properly to my accounts in Jesus' name. Boom. Come on, you, you get on an airplane. You just, do you just get on the airplane? I hope not. I'm going to fly somewhere. I'm getting on the airplane. Here we go. Sit down, get fly. Hope, hope I get there. I sure hope I get there. No, no. You, you go, you're going in the plane. Make sure you, I always like to lay hands on it, right? I lay hands on that plane as I'm walking in. Because you walk right in, you walk in the plane, right? You got the, here's the plane right here. I was, I, I've thought about it before. I thought, that's kind of dangerous, you know. People walking in, they, got, they can touch everything. Now, they should be checked by then, right? Security, all that. But here I am, walking in. Boom! In Jesus' name, this plane's going to get exactly where it's going. I'll go right where I'm supposed to go and safely in Jesus' mighty name. I plead the blood over this plane. I plead the blood over my travels in Jesus' name. Woo, glory! Amen. Use your faith. Well, I just hope I get there. I just hope we don't crash. I just hope the pilot knows what he's doing today. <laughs> no, use your faith. Yeah. Amen. All day long. Amen. Plead the blood all the time. Command the angels I, all the time. Come on, I command the angels to watch over the church. Watch over this church building. Watch over the property. Watch over the signs. Watch over the windows. <laughs> Amen. 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 Because we're going to judge the angels. If they're not doing their job, I'm going to have something to say to them. Excuse me. We're, we're, we're in eternity. And God's like, well, now you get to judge your angel that was protecting you. And I'm like, angel. Yeah, I know you got me there, there, and there. But what happened here? What happened? 
Well, I was on coffee break. <laughs> I don't think angels need a coffee break, right? Come on. I charge the angels. Glory. I plead the blood all the time. I plead the blood over you guys all the time. I start my day. I plead the blood of Jesus by faith over myself, Karen, Sarah, Paige, and Judah, over our church family, over our church building, over everywhere we go today, all of our travels, all of us as we travel today, I'm pleading the blood of Jesus. I'm pleading, Father, the blood of the Lamb, of the blood of our Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to travel in safety today. All the roads are going to be cleared of all hazards in Jesus' name for us. The angels of God are encamped around about us. Amen? Glory. Come on. Faith is all day, every day. All day. Hallelujah. Whew, we got to grow in faith. You grow up those faith muscles. Because when we use our faith, we're going to go stronger in faith. Come on. We're going to build up faith muscles. Now we got to go back to Mark. Mark 11, we, we talked about this. We didn't talk about this last week, I don't think. We, we, we skipped it last week. We went on to something else. Then we'll, go, we'll come back. We'll come back. That's all right, right? Mark eleven twelve. 12. This is the, the first the fig tree that he cursed, right? Now, the next day when they had come out of, from Bethany, he was hungry. Jesus was hungry. You know, Jesus got hungry too, right? And seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see it. Perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves, for it was not the season for figs. In response, Jesus said to it, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And his disciples heard it. <laughs> Woo. As I said, I wonder what the disciples were thinking there, right? Jesus is talking to trees. I don't know. I don't know if we found the right rabbi. I'm not sure. Come on now. Skip down to verse 20. There's a miracle in between there. We'll go down to what happened. Now in the morning as they passed by, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter, remembering, said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. So Jesus answered, just thinking about that right there. Notice Peter had no faith, right? Because if he understood faith at this point, if he actually understood, he doesn't understand faith yet. He's going to understand faith, right? But at this point, he does not understand faith. And he should have, when Jesus cursed that fig tree, he should have said, well, that tree will be dead real soon. Because he knew how faith operated. He didn't know. Look, look, the fig tree which you cursed is withered away. So Jesus answered and said to him, have faith in God. For surely, verse 23, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed, be cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, believes the things which he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, remember the translation of that, have faith in God, is not great. There is no in there. It's simply have faith God. Look at the Greek, have faith God. Uh, there are several translations out there about it. I, I think have faith. Have the faith of God is a great translation or have the God kind of faith because if it fits with the context of what we're talking about, what he's talking about, he's teaching us how to operate in faith. Yeah. Come on. We, we need to have faith in God, but the devils believe in God. Demons believe in God and tremble. We, we need to know how to operate in real faith. So we are to operate in faith like God does. We follow the example of our daddy. 
Jesus is telling us here how to have the God kind of faith. Matthew 20, 20, we haven't gotten here yet. Matthew 21, 21 is Matthew's account of this same passage. You know, gospels usually, many of them have uh, coverage. I shouldn't say it, I said it wrong, but the, the gospels have coverage of each other's stories, right? Mark will say something Luke said, or um, Jesus did, but Luke said it a little different. Matthew said it a little different. In this case, we have a little different Matthew and how he, how he said it on what Jesus said. And so here we see the same account. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. Jesus said, you say to this mountain, right? Did he not? Did he not say, if you do not doubt, you will, you will, you will, do, you will do the same thing I did? You'll not only do what was done to the fig tree, you'll say to the mountain, right? He made it even bigger, big faith. Oh, I can curse a fig tree? That's kind of cool, right? I can curse a fig tree. No, you, you can not only curse a fig tree, you can move a mountain. Can you imagine the disciples? <laughs> That's big, right? But here Jesus is telling us how faith works. You got to speak just like Jesus did. Did Jesus speak to the fever? Did Jesus speak to the winds? Did Jesus speak to the tree? <laughs> He's saying you do it. Come on. Many either ignore this verse or they've been taught only Jesus can do that. Yet he said you say. Right? I think it was the, the uh, mark where it says, whoever says, whoever says, you say, whoever says to the mountain, right? And does not doubt. It's very, very sad. Millions of Christians don't do what Jesus said. In fact, many Christians have no intention of doing the words of Jesus at all. I've been doing this a long time. <laughs> and I tell people how to operate in faith and they go, well... Brother, that was Jesus. And then you say, he said, you say. Well, brother, they always get real religious on you. No, many Christians do not believe the words of Jesus. In fact, I say it all the time. It is not abnormal to find people that don't believe the words of Jesus. It is not abnormal at all. It is, it is absolutely normal to find people in church that don't even believe what Jesus said. Happens all the time. Come on now. Many Christians doubt what God said. Hello? May that not be said of anybody here, amen? amen. May it be said of the people here that, ooh, those people believe God. <laughs> I'll tell you what, if you need an answer from God, uh, I highly suggest you go talk to, talk to Pastor Vern or you go, you go talk to Sarah Frank. Amen? You go and talk to Brad. He'll help you get an answer. Because he actually knows what faith is. He's not going to wish and a hope that you get an answer. He's going to believe with you and believe God, believe his word, and speak to that mountain, and you're going to see the mountain move. Glory. I'm getting excited. Watch out. 
1 John 2, 6. Oh, you're going to like this. Ooh, come on now. Well, brother, that was Jesus. Brother. 1 John 2, 6. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk just as he walked. Come on now. Oh, man. Most people don't want to walk like Jesus walked. We're supposed to walk like Jesus walked. Come on now. Religious people say, you, you're just trying to be like Jesus. Yeah, who are you, who you trying to be like? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm trying to be like that preacher I saw on TV. I'm trying to be like that, not my, 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 my grandpa. That's fine if he's a man of faith, amen? A real man of faith. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. But we're supposed to operate like Jesus. Why? Because we're children of God. Yeah. Come on. Children of God are supposed to do the works of God. Jesus said it over and over and over again. Yeah. Children of God. Lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. Cast out devils. Come on now. Go into all the world and preach the gospel. Lay hands on the sick. Speak in new tongues. He said it. I say, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. <laughs> That's faith. You want to argue with Jesus? I, I highly suggest you don't argue with Jesus. Well, Jesus, I know you said that, but, oh. But, that negates everything, right? Yeah. I know you said that, Jesus, but, oh. Don't say but. No, 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 no. Say, you said that, Jesus. I believe it. Amen. And that's why you got the sheet today. We're going there. We're going there. <laughs> Come on. Jesus set the example of how we're to live. Right? Remember, we are the body of Christ. Body. Body does what the body is supposed to do. What did Jesus do as in earth? Come on. Jesus did the, the works of God. Jesus lived by faith. He said, I only do what the Father says. Now that's living by faith. Glory. That's what we're supposed to do. Come on. Doubt, come on, we don't want to doubt. Doubt's stolen the plan of God from person after person. Let's go back to James 1. We got to look at James 1 again. This is so powerful. James 1, verse 5. I know you'd all know this by now, but if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Let him ask in faith. Did you hear it? In faith with no doubting. For he who doubts is like a wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Is that power or what? Yeah. If you needed an answer today for faith, ooh, we just found one, right? Yeah. As I've said, as I've said for years, right? No doubting equals nothing. I mean, doubting equals nothing. If we doubt at all, he says, if we doubt at all, we receive nothing. And that's where people go, oh, how do I, have, how do I not have any doubts? That, I don't know if I can do that. And you say, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> now, I will, I will say this. You've got to recognize doubt in the head and doubt in the heart. Because the devil's going to bring you thoughts of doubt. But if you know it in here, you know it in here. Yeah. 
Come on now. When you got faith in your heart, that's why Jesus said, believe in your hearts. Right? That's real faith. It has to be in the heart. It can't just be head knowledge. And that's where a lot of people make a mistake. They get head knowledge of something and they try something and it doesn't work. Because Pastor Vern said it. I'm going to try that thing that Pastor Vern talked about. Forget it. It's not going to work. Come on. You got to know God's word in your heart. And when you know it in your heart, you know it. And you know that 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 you know. It's like salvation, right? If you are a Christian here today, you should know that you 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 are saved. And so the doubt, oh, this is a good example. So the doubt comes in, the devil says, you ain't saved. Did you see what you said yesterday to your wife? Not that I say bad, but I'm just using that did you hear what you said to your wife yesterday? You can't even be saved. There's no way, right? The doubt came in. The doubt's coming in through the voice of the enemy, just like, you know, you see the cartoons with the angel and the devil on your shoulders, right? And the devil's speaking to you and he's saying, no, you can't even be saved. Come on. But in, the, in your heart, you're like, ooh, I am saved. And I know I'm saved. And if I made a mistake, you know, as I do with anything, if I find I made a mistake with a word, with an action, I repent. As believers should do. Because the revelation tells us very clearly, even in the church, believers are to repent. So if we say something wrong, we do something wrong, we repent of that to God. Amen? But faith in the heart is a knowing. It's a knowing. You know it. And that is when you know you have real faith. Come on. It's, it's a knowing that just knows. It knows. And it doesn't, the, the thought can come in, but it doesn't affect what's on the inside of you. Because you, you got that settled. Amen. Come on. That, that'll help you a lot. That'll help you a lot. Real faith does not doubt. Not in our heart. Come on now. The thought can come in, but we don't doubt what God said. We don't doubt it in our heart. Just as I, I do not doubt at all that soon I will be caught up to meet the Lord in the air. <laughs> Unless I die naturally and I'll go to the grave first, but I'll still go up to meet the Lord in the air. Amen. Either way. But if we go up in the physical body, I, I know I'm going up. <laughs> Did you catch that? I know I'm going up. I've heard testimonies of people went to hell. It's, ooh, it's, ooh, come on now. This one man, this one man, well, it was a mentor of my faith. He said, he went to hell. And he said, he was, he was going to church. He, was, he thought he was a Christian. He was going to church. He wasn't even born again. He wasn't even saved. He died of a blood disease and started, he said, I went down, down, down into the darkness. And I went down and down. And pretty soon there were the gates of hell. And I cried out as I went down, God, I'm a member of the church. God, what am I doing going down? Thank God he came back into his body, amen? He came back, because a lot of times people die, but they come back. He came back into his body and realized he is not a Christian. 
And he figured out real quick how to really be saved. <laughs> he was reading the Bible and he actually believed it. You catch that? And he actually got saved. Come on now. Ooh, I'm getting off all kinds of rabbit trails, but that's okay, right? Yeah. Hallelujah. Where was I? John 1.12. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Amen. See, we become children of God by believing. We choose to believe. We choose to believe, right? You got faith. Do you choose to believe God's word? Do you choose to believe what he said? Yes. Right? Yes. If, if, I said, if I said, you know what, this week, you, 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 this, we had an amazing event this week. And I got you all primed up. I'm like, Judah. He was out, he was out by Black Lake and he started walking across the water. He just walked across Black Lake. You should have seen it. Now, you can choose to believe that, can't you? You can choose to believe it or not believe it, but it's your choice. It's the same thing right here. Exactly the same thing. People look at a lot of the words of God and say, hmm. I bet you were a little skeptical when I said that, weren't you? Judah walked across black things. Did he really walk across black <laughs> Well, people come to the word of God all the time with the same mentality. Oh, Jesus said, speak to the mountain, it'll be removed. Ah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Well, well you're not going to get it. Come on now. You choose to believe it. You make the choice and say, I believe. I believe that. Yep, I believe that. Come on now, are you getting this? We choose to believe. Just as you can choose to believe Judah walked across the water this week. <laughs> right now, you are deciding, right? You are deciding if what I'm saying right now is true or not. You are making your decision right now. You are choosing. Now, if I'm, if, I'm against, if I'm against God, take do what you got to do, right? If I'm disagreeing with God, do what you got to do, right? I throw, I throw Christian material out all the time. Yeah. What? <laughs> That's a nice little message there. I don't need that. I need some fire. I need some power. I need, some, I need to find out what Christ did for me. Yeah. I need to walk in what Christ did for me. I need the truth. I don't need this nice little message. Yeah. I need no feel-good self-help. Come on now. I want to know who I am in Christ. I want to know how to operate as Jesus walked the earth. He said, he said you got to walk as Jesus walked. Come on now. Remember, Israel did not enter the land because of unbelief, right? Who chose to believe God? Joshua and Caleb believed God. They chose to believe. God said, go and take the land. Two people out of two million said, all right, let's do it. And had faith. Yeah, amen. It, see what I say? Faith is rare. Yeah. That's, our, that's a great example right there. Faith is very rare. Israel ha, ha, had the word from God. And they said, oh, giants. Oh, eh, nah. 
Come on, Israel chose to doubt God. They could have chosen to believe God. They could have chosen, did you hear me? They had the choice to believe, but they chose not to believe. They had the choice. God said, go take the land. We heard the words from God. We heard the words. God said, take the land. God said, take the land. All they have to do is say, God said it. Let's go do it. Amen? Come on. Look at 1 Timothy 1.12. We're, we're making headway here. We're making big headway today. 1 Timothy 1.12. Of course, the Apostle Paul speaking here. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord. Don't you like how he did? I like that right there. Who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Although I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, and an insolent man, but I obtained mercy because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Now we know Paul had been having Christians killed, right? He, 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 was, he was approving as they killed Christians because he was a very strong Jew, right? He was a Pharisee of Pharisees. He was trained by Gamaliel. He was, woo, he was, a, he was, he was a top. Come on now. He was top of the line Pharisee. <laughs> and he was having Christians killed. And then, of course, he, he saw Jesus. Remember on the road to Damascus, he saw Jesus. And guess what? He chose to believe. He chose. Come on now. He chose to believe. He saw Jesus. He chose to believe what Jesus said. Jesus said, you're going to suffer for me. <laughs> he did, didn't he? But, but he chose to believe God. He chose to believe the words of Jesus, just as Abraham did, right? It's the same thing. He, the, the God spoke and he believed. Now, Paul had been persecuting Christians ignorantly in unbelief, but Paul received mercy because he was ignorant. Hello? He didn't truly know Jesus. Not at this point, he did not know Jesus. Now, Let's hop over to Hebrews and we'll see a different type of unbelief. Hebrews 3.12, beware, brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. Notice he's talking about brethren departing from God. I say it all the time around here. I know people don't like it. Yes, you can leave God. That's Bible. You want Bible? That's Bible. You can leave God if you want to. But exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. For, verse 14, for we have become partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence, that's faith right there, steadfast to the end. Faith, live by faith, come on, until the end. While it is said, today, if you will hear his voice, do not harden your hearts, as in the rebellion. Do you see the different type of unbelief here? This is an evil heart of unbelief, right? If we hear his voice, come on, we hear the words of God and we harden our hearts against it. Ooh, that's not good. Paul did it ignorantly in unbelief. He didn't even believe in Jesus. As believers, 
As believers, <laughs> we better not harden our hearts against this. People do it all the time. Come on now. There's a big difference here between the unbelief of Paul and the unbelief in the, in the book of Hebrews, chapter 3, we just read. Now going on in verse 16, for who having heard rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years, right? Remember the wilderness, 40 years. Was it not with those who sinned, whose corpses fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? So we see they could not enter in because of unbelief. Notice obedience goes with faith, amen? They did not obey. They had no faith. They had no action. Faith without works is? Thank you. That was good. That was really good. So this type of unbelief is equated with rebellion. Come on now. If we hear what God is saying and we, we harden our hearts against it, we are actually rebellious against God. Right? Remember, Israel actually knew God, didn't they? They had seen more miracles than all of us combined. They had seen miracle after miracle. They had seen, woo, they had seen some stuff, right? Remember Egypt? Wow. They had seen some stuff, yet they would not believe God to go into the promised land. Why? Because exactly what he said right here in Hebrews, right? Evil heart of unbelief. What should they have done when they heard the words of God to go and take the land? Oh, go and take the land. Let's go. They should have taken that word and jumped up and ran into the land. If they had faith. They had an evil heart of unbelief. They should have hopped up with faith and obedience, action. You see where we're going today, right? When we know God, what do we do? We believe what he said. They knew God. They knew God already. They should have jumped up and said, yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Come on now. When we know God, why are we doubting him? Why do we doubt his words? Why? Come on. If we are doubting the words, even what we're talking about today, come on. If we're doubting Jesus' words, we have an evil heart of unbelief. You know me, I just say it. Come on now. I've talked with many people who disregard the words of Jesus. And I'm like, you don't know what you're doing right now. They don't. They're blinded. They're deceived. You are rejecting the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whoo, you better, you better get it right quick. Come on now. You better get things turned around real quick. You better repent real fast. Because we take things so lightly nowadays. Well, you know, it doesn't really, doesn't really matter much. No, it matters. It matters big time. If we don't believe the words of our Lord Jesus Christ, we got a problem. We got a serious problem. And whenever we see words that we're like, whoa, 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 we don't say, well, I just can't, I just can't believe that. 
No. No. We say, I believe it. I don't care if you haven't believed it your whole entire life. Hello? I haven't, I never believed that way. Line your, line up with God. Amen. Don't line up with the, the, the dominational doctrine. Line up with God. You know, there's a lot of churches that won't preach what I'm preaching today because it doesn't line up. But, you know, our church doesn't really believe in that. Well, well, you want to read the words of Jesus or you want to believe what was written by some man in a book that said, this is what you need to teach. A lot, a lot of churches, they just, get a, they just get a book in the mail and they teach that. Come on now, from the denomination. Ah, ah, come on. I look at the word. I said, this, oh, whoa, come on. Jesus said that. I need to tell the people about that. Hello? I need to tell the people what Jesus said because I don't want to hold this back from the people. That's why when I talk about speaking in tongues around here, whoo, we get people mad all the time. I'm like, you want to read the Bible? You want to actually do what Jesus said? Or you want to live religion? I've been speaking in tongues since I was 19. And any Christian can have it. Amen. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't understand that yet, come on, get into the word. Come talk to me. Well, well, come on, we'll get you baptized in the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, go be, you're going to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And what happened when they were baptized in the Holy Spirit? They all spoke in tongues and they all prophesied. We could go on and on about that, right? Ephesians, or Ephesians. The, uh, Paul, came, Paul came to the Ephesians in Acts 19 and he said, he came to the believers in Ephesus and he said, have you heard of the Holy Spirit since you believe? They said, we haven't even heard of the Holy Spirit. And he laid hands on them. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they all spoke in tongues and prophesied. Amen. Come on now. We go on and on about that. What am I saying? When you see it in the word, you don't care what anybody else says. You say, that's what God said. And I'm going with the word. Hallelujah. I'm going with what Jesus said. I'm going with what God said. I'm believing that. I'm walking in that. I'm doing that. Amen. And I guarantee you, people will come out of the woodwork and tell you, well, you can't do that, brother. And I say, but I'm doing it right now. You can't do that. I'm doing it right now. Do you not see this? I'm doing it. I'm walking on water right now. Come on. You can't do that. Yes, I can, because Jesus said I can. And I can walk on any word that he said, just as Jesus or Peter walked on, come. And Peter got out of the boat and walked on water. And we can do the same thing. Any word of Jesus, you can get out of the boat and you can walk on it. Did you hear me? Any words of God, you can get out of the boat and walk on water. And people will see, even while you're walking on water, people will say, you can't do that, brother. And you say, have a good life. I'll just keep walking on water. Thank you. Well, you can't do that, brother. I'll just keep walking on water. Thank you very much. I'll just keep walking by faith because faith walks on water all day long. Amen. Yeah, amen. People, people make the big thing about Peter walking on water. Really, that's the Christian life. Come on, not that we're actually walking on water now. If God, you need to walk on water, I guarantee you'll be able to do. Amen. Come on. God, God can do that still. Amen. God can still let us walk on water. But you don't tempt the Lord thy God. 
Amen? You walk on the words of Jesus. And anything that's written for us already, we can walk on it. We can just have faith on that word. Come on. We can, we can, we can live walking on the water. And that's what we're supposed to do. The just shall live by faith. Oh, man, this is good. This is good. I'm preaching today. Watch out. John 20, 24. You want to talk about Thomas for a minute? Then we're, I think we're almost done. And the front row's going, we're done already? Not yet. Come on. We're just getting warmed up, pastor. Come on. John 20, 24. Now Thomas called the twin, one of the 12, right, the disciples, was not with them when Jesus came. The other disciples therefore said to him, we have seen the Lord. <laughs> so he said to them, unless I see in his hands the print of the nails and put my finger into the print of the nails and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. Ouch. Evil heart of unbelief. Hello? Remember, this, this news has now spread. Jesus is risen. Jesus is alive. The word is spreading all over the place. The disciples have already seen him except Thomas. So Thomas should not be doubting this. Doubting Thomas, that's where we get the phrase, right? Doubting Thomas. Just, just, just the reason alone that Jesus said, in three days, I will arise, boys. Before he was dead. Before he died, he said, in three days, I will rise. Three days in the belly of the earth. He told him, three days and I'll be back, boys. <laughs> just that fact alone. Thomas should have gone, yes, of course he's alive. He said he was going to rise from the dead. Peter, duh. <laughs> I never said that before. He should have looked at Peter and said, Peter, duh. Of course he's alive. He said he was going to rise from the dead in three days. As I've said many times, the disciples should have been camped out of the tomb if they had faith, right? If they had faith, they should have been camped out of the tomb for three days and three nights, and they should have sat there and slept and woke up and sat there and slept and be go all day long going, ooh, Jesus about to come out. Jesus about to come out. Jesus about to rise from the dead. Could have written a worship song right there. Jesus about to come out. Jesus about to come out. Jesus is about to rise from the dead. Could they have had some joy? Yes. Oh, yes, they could have. Oh, yeah. And what were they doing? Crying and crying. <laughs> Jesus is dead. Jesus is dead. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? <laughs> and they should have been set, camping out of the tomb, rejoicing all day long. Oh, man, this is going to be something, Peter. Can you imagine what this is? This is going to be cool. Woo, I can't wait. Woo, we're almost there. We're almost there. Looking at their, checking their watch, of course, you know. We're almost there. G's about, whoop, whoop, I, whoop, I think it's about time. Get ready, get ready. Here we go. 
That, was, that would have been faith, right? That would have been faith. Hallelujah. There should have been no reason for Thomas to doubt this. Go on in verse 26. <laughs> and after eight days, his disciples were again inside and Thomas with them. And Jesus came. Oh, the doors being shut. Uh-oh, wait, what? He walked through the wall? Yep, he sure did. And stood in the midst and said, peace to you. Then he said to Thomas, reach your finger here and look at my hands. And reach your hand here and put it into my side. Do not be unbelieving, but believing. And Thomas answered and said to him, my Lord and my God. Little late. Now, he got it right. Amen. But a little late. Whew, this, this is, I don't believe this was a good scene. I, I don't think Jesus was all nice and fluffy here. No, no, I don't think, I think he was very stern here, right? I, we don't have the nuance of the voice, but I got a feeling he, he is like, be not unbelieving, Thomas, but believing. Come on, maybe he raised the voice, we don't know. But I, I guarantee, I don't, I, don't, I don't think there's any way he was fluffy here, right? This is a serious moment. And I believe Thomas was probably not very comfortable at this time. He's been doubting Jesus. The disciples are surrounding him and he is doubting, doubting the Lord Jesus. And, and by now they all know he's alive and he's still doubting. And now he sees Jesus and he's like, oh my, I really, really messed up. Come on now. I believe this was discipline by the Lord. And, and he's teaching us something in this. Amen. And then notice verse 29. You got it. Ooh, here we go. Here we go. Verse 29. Jesus said to him, Thomas, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Have you seen Jesus? Not yet. I like that. Not yet. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Blessed are you. Why? Because you chose to believe. You chose. Every person that surrounds us right now that doesn't believe have chosen not to believe. Come on. All those workers at your work, all those friends at your school that even hate Jesus. There's many of them that hate Jesus. They are anti-Christ, and there are millions of them. If you haven't met them yet, you've been in a hole somewhere. They're all over the place. And they are anti-Christ. And you, they will be so nice to you. Oh, you are, you, you are, oh, you having a good conversation? You having a good You say, let me tell you about Jesus. And they, oh, you'll see the devil come out. Why? Because they are filled with the devil. Anybody can act nice. Anybody can act nice for a little bit, right? Even, even we've read it in the, uh, uh, one of the series. I can remember, the, the, the Satan makes ministers of righteousness. They shine brightly. Satan has preachers preaching right now that are actually filled with devils. 
and they look all kind, they look all amazing, and people are worshiping at their feet, and they have 20,000 people in their church, and, and people go, he's the best preacher in the world. That's scary right there. <laughs> Come on now. No, 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 no. Come on. We want authenticity around here, amen? I don't care what anybody says. I'm going to agree with what God said. I'm going to choose to believe what God said. I'm going to go with the word of God every single time. You know, Paul said, you know, if you've read this before, Paul said, people were getting mad. People were preaching for the wrong motives and wrong reasons. And Paul said, at least Christ is being preached. I'm like, wow, Paul, that is quite a statement right there. Isn't that a statement? You know, this preacher, I... You know this preacher is, mmm, mmm. <laughs> you know, you know that you would, you know what you know, right? And you're like, at least Christ is being preached. Yeah. On the on, on the on the bright side, at least Christ is being preached. Amen. Who yeah. glory? You, you are blessed today if you believe in Jesus and you have not seen him. Come on. And what, what happens when you believe God? Guess what? He is pleased. When you truly believe on your, in your heart, you truly believe God in your heart. You believe him. He is pleased. Do you want to please God? We are blessed, come on, when we choose to believe God in every time. Before we see anything, we don't have to see anything. We are blessed because we believed him. We believed his word. We believed Jesus. Glory. Now, did you all get that handout we had coming on the way in? Now, I just want to go through, we don't have to go through them all, but what I want to do is I want us to read these together and at the end of the verse say, I believe. Amen? Yeah. I, we can't doubt the words of God, amen? So I just picked out a few select verses. You know, you could do this all day long, of course. But a few select verses to look at. But we don't want to doubt these, amen? So we'll start Romans 8.37. Let's read together. Yet in all things... We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. I believe. Ooh, glory. 1 Corinthians 15, 57. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe. Doesn't that feel good? I feel it right down in here. Come on. Isaiah 54, 7. Read. No weapon formed against you shall prosper, and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. I believe. Woo! Philippians 4.19, read. And my God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I believe. Woo! Come on now. Ooh, man. Like I said, we could do this all day. Hey. <laughs> Philippians 4.13, come on, read. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I believe. 
Second Timothy 1.7, read, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. I believe. First John 4.4, 4, read, you are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. I believe. Come on now. If you actually believe these words, you're starting to, ooh, you're stirring on the inside. You're like, ooh, ooh. Come on now. Where are we? Matthew 7. Oh, Matthew 7, 7. Ooh. Matthew 7, 7, read. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be opened to you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and to him who knocks, it will be open. I believe. You getting this today? Whoo! Matthew 8, 17, come on. Read. That it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. I believe. Woo, glory. I'm telling you, this is truth, saints. And this is what we need to believe. Do you believe it? <laughs> let's, let's, let's skip down to Matthew 21, 21. Read one more. Read. So Jesus answered and said to them, Assuredly, I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only do what was done to the fig tree, but also if you say to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, it will be done. I believe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is not church going here. This is reality. This is real Christian living. When we look at these words, when we look at all the words of God and we say, I believe it. And anybody who comes along different, we say, have your way, do your thing. I'm staying right here. What did we do the other, was it last week? We did. We have eyes of faith. Come on. And we see everything through this. If you see through this, you know you got the victory. You know you're on victory's side if you're seeing through this, right? Just like David. You know you got the victory if you're seeing through here. As soon as we drop that, uh-oh. Uh-oh. Right? Now we're looking at the storm just like Peter and we're starting to sink. People don't like to face that. People, oh man, Christians do not like to think about that. But I'll tell you what, it's the truth. E either we're here or we're not there. Either we're seeing through this or we're not. And Christians sink at what do they usually say? Oh God, what are you trying to teach me in this? <laughs> and God's saying, ah, I'm trying to get you to believe me. So would you believe me? Instead of doubting me. What did, you, what did Jesus say to Peter when he was sinking? Give little faith. 
God is looking for big faith. <laughs> and big faith simply believes what he said. Come on. Big faith is simply believing the words of our Father, the words of our Lord. Come on now. What are you saying today, PV? <laughs> I'm saying it's impossible to please God without faith. faith. I want to please God. If you want to please God, you're going to have to walk by faith. See, God is a faith God. He expects faith from his people. So many people want to see something first. No, no, no. You believe first. You believe first. Come on now. You believe first. You see later. Don't worry about the seeing. Do the believing. <laughs> Do the believing. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. He wants faith. He wants faith from his people. He wanted faith from Israel. He wants faith from us. He's been a faith God since the beginning. He's always been a faith God. He's still a faith God. He says, believe what I said. And I, he, said, he said, I don't care what you see. I don't care what it feels like. Believe what I said. Yeah. Right? That would be like if you trusted me and my word, right? And I said something. And you're like, but, 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 Pastor Vern, I, I, I said. I said it. It's going to be done. All right? But, 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 right? Okay, let's just maybe, maybe give a, a physical example, right? Tomorrow, tomorrow, uh, 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 I'm going to give you a brand new car. <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. This is an example, an illustration. Page, tomorrow, ex example, illustration. I am going to give you a brand new car tomorrow. <laughs> now, 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 look at that. She said, really? Bingo. That was a great illustration. Because when we come to God and he says, this is yours, whatever it is, right? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. Come on. We don't doubt that. We don't say, really, is the Lord my shepherd? Did he say, I shall not want? Really? No. What do we say? Yes, sir. Yes, thank you. Yes, thank you. Right? What should Paige have said? Oh, now, now, you're, now you're my part of my illustration. Paige, I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you a new chance. Repent. Okay, a new chance. <laughs> Paige, tomorrow I am giving you a brand new car. You're welcome. See that? Should, should, should she... Now, she could doubt my words. I'm a human, right? But she should not doubt these. I should not doubt these. You should not doubt these. Come on. We do not need to doubt this at all, right? Did, did Thomas mess up big time? Yes, he did. Why? Because he simply doubted. He simply doubted. Come on. You getting this? If we want to please God, we got to believe everything in his word, right? This is true. The Bible is true. We have no reason to doubt this at all. No, no, 
No, you got no reason to doubt this. None, zip, zero. Well, you know, see, brother, I, I read once that, you know, uh, there was a mistake made back in Leviticus. They made a mistake there. And like, oh, brother. Come on. Every, every, every mistake that you can find, it, it can be remedied if you want to study it out. Most people don't want to study it all. Come on now. Well, that word didn't line up with that word. So it's, it's not infallible now. It's never any big doctrine, but the, oh, that word didn't line up perfectly with that word. Come on now. This is the infallible, inerrant word of God. Amen. And this will put you over every time if you actually believe it. Hallelujah. It will put you over if you believe what God said. But as we've been saying all day, you got to choose it. When Jesus said, speak to the mountain, you got to say, yes, sir. Come on now. When, G, when, when, when John said, greater is he is in you than he that is in the world, you say, that's right. When you say, I can do all things through Christ's kingdom, you say, oh, that's right. When, when, when Paul said, he'll supply all, all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus, you say, oh, that's right. I believe. And there is no reason at all to doubt that at all. Zero, zilch. And if you doubt it, what do you get? Nothing. Nothing. You see how this is important? Because if we actually doubt, as, Tom, or, uh, as James said, if we doubt at all, we get nothing. But the great thing is we can really truly please our God. All we have to do, saints, all we have to do to really, truly please him is believe him. Just believe. Just choose to take God at his word, just as Paige took me at my word the second time. <laughs> we don't need a second time from God, do we? We just need the first time. Thomas needed a second time. I, I, well, they didn't have to replace them, so I'd say he repented. They had to replace one. You know who that was, right? He was definitely unbelieving. But all we have to do is take God at his word. Such an important thing. Such a, I believe, un, not talked about thing. But I'll tell you what, it'll change your life. If you'll read the word, you'll read the words of Jesus. Come on. You'll read the word of God. The epistles of Paul are filled with the words of God. They're filled with truth, infallible, inerrant truths. And if we just choose to believe it, come on, we will have it. But no doubting is allowed. So get it in here, believe it, and don't let go of it. No matter what you see, no matter what the devil whispers in your ear, no matter what person comes along and tries to talk you out of the promises of God, tries to talk you out of the word of God, tries to steal it away from you because the devil comes to steal, kill and destroy. He comes to destroy what's been planted in your heart. He comes to steal it away from you. No matter what comes your way, you say, I believe God just as it was told me. And I will not move off of his word. I will not move. 
And they can, they can come and they can keep coming and they can come again and they can come again and they can, they can try and knock you over and they can try and knock you over again and try and knock you off again and you just, you just stand. As trees of righteousness, you don't move. You're solid as they come. I don't know about you, but that's what I want. Unshakable, unmovable, because I believe every single word of his. Glory. Glory. Woo. Repeat this prayer after me today. Dear Heavenly Father, forgive me for doubting you. I do not want to have a hard heart. I do not want an evil heart of unbelief. I don't have to see a thing. I choose to believe everything you have said. If you said it, it's true. I am not going to be a doubter. I am going to be a believer. As I believe you, I know I will be blessed. I know I will see your blessings show up in my life as I choose to believe you. I know the only way to please you is to believe you. And I choose to believe you now. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I preach myself happy. If I didn't preach you happy, go back and listen to that again. And receive it. Amen. If you're not happy, you didn't receive it. And you just live in churchy stuff. But if you receive that, you're like, Woo, I am walking out of here different. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, as you know, I always like to end with a call for salvation. If you're here today, you're online today, and you don't know Jesus is your Lord, right? You've played church, you've played religion, you've played a lot in Christian things, but you really don't know Jesus. You really don't, he isn't your Lord. He, he just, you know, I, I say for my own life, I went to church for 15 years and didn't know God at all. Didn't know Jesus at all. I knew some of these words from just hearing some things, but I didn't know him. Come on now. We heard a lot of nice little messages and we went home. That's not what it's about. It's about receiving the payment of sin. All have sinned. If you don't know, you've sinned. We all have sinned and fallen short of God's glory. The wages of that sin is eternal separation, death from away from God forever. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. God demonstrated his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. He died for his enemies. No one does that, but the Lord does it. God does it. And that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God has raised from the dead, you will be saved. Just what we talked about today. You got to believe, you got to speak it. Come on, that, that will bring you into the kingdom because from your heart, you're declaring faith from your heart, you believe in Jesus, you believe he is the king of kings, you believe he paid the price for you, you believe he took the sin that you or the punishment that you deserved for your sin, he took it upon himself. And the Bible says he became sin for us. Ooh. That's why in the Old Testament it shows, it shows Moses put a snake on the pole and they looked to the snake on the pole and they were all healed. And then medical sciences use that for healing because it's in the Bible, a snake on a pole. What is that really saying though? That's saying Jesus 
became filled with our sin. He became sin for us. Woo! That we might be saved. He took all the punishment of God, all the wrath of God that we deserved. He took it upon himself and now he took it for us. And now he came back from the dead and said, I'm offering you the victory because after his resurrection, he was declared King of Kings and Lord of Lords forever. And as I always say, you can't go into heaven without being in Christ. There's only one perfect person in heaven. There's only one sinless one that went into heaven that presented his blood on the mercy seat and now sits there and declares, anybody who receives this blood can be washed and cleansed of all sin and come into the presence of Almighty God. So if you want to go to be with God forever, if you want to be in eternity with God forever, if you want to dwell in the presence of love forever, you got to get into Christ. He's got to be your Lord. As Paul says throughout his epistles, in Christ, in Christ, in Christ. He talks about everything we are in Christ. That's the believer. That's the true, real believer. We're in Christ Jesus. And that's the only reason we can go into heaven to be with God. So if that's you today, you're here, you're online, you say, I've never made Jesus my Lord. I've never heard this before. I've played church. I've done churchy things. I've been, around, I've been around Christians, but I now know that I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. I need to believe in my heart that he's alive and I'll be saved. Pray this prayer after me right now. Say, dear God in heaven, I come to you in the name of Jesus. I repent of all sin. I repent of all works of darkness. I receive the payment that you made for me. I received the blood shed for me. I call you Lord Jesus. Jesus, you are my Lord. You are my savior. You are my master forever. I believe you're alive and seated at the right hand of God. Heavenly Father, I'm now your child and I ask you to teach me your ways. Show me your ways. I will walk in them. I will do them and I will be an obedient child in your kingdom. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Glory. If that's you today, and you made that confession of faith from your heart today for the first time, I'll just skip down to the bottom. Usually I go through several things if you wanna, if you wanna get busy for the Lord. But the biggest thing to know is once you've given your life to the Lord, you belong to him forever. If you're truly saved, if you are truly saved, you now say, Lord Jesus, whatever you want. Because I'm completely yours. Come on now. We've had enough fluffy Christianity. We've had enough lukewarm Christianity. The real Christianity is rising up. And that is Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, my Master. And I'll do whatever he says. Hallelujah. Come on. We belong to God. And whatever he says, whatever the Lord, Kyrios in the Greek says, is what we are going to do. That is what we will do. That is what I will do. I will do whatever he says. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let's, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you for your word. We thank you for showing us what real faith is. We thank you for your word that you've given us. We can look into it and know how to operate in faith and know how to please you. 
not having a, a, a heart of unbelief, an evil heart of unbelief, but believing every word you said, Father, believing exactly what you said and then walking it out and being a, being a doer of your word, acting upon your word, walking on water by faith, doing the words of Jesus, doing exactly what you said, Father. We are going to do it. We will do it. We are faith people. We are believers. We are not doubters. And we believe your word, Father. We believe every word. And we know, Father, you are pleased because we believe you. Thank you, Father. As we go from here, we thank you. The angels of God are encamped around about us. They bear us up in their hands lest we dash our foot against the stone. Nothing shall by any means hurt us. A thousand shall fall at our side. Ten thousand at our right hand by the shall not come nigh us. Only with our eyes shall we see the reward of the wicked. Thank you, Father, for long life. You'll with long life, you'll satisfy us and show us your salvation. We give you all the praise, all the glory, all the honor, our great God, today. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. And the church said, Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Please be sure to like this podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find our website at packbible.org. That's P-A-C-B-I-B-L-E dot org. We hope you join us again next week.